This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. And two weeks in a row, we've got a returning guest on the show. Uh, as folk, folk may already know, I've double booked my day. Uh, so I have changed. I've, t- I've taken off my hoodie, really. So it looks like I'm, a, I'm recording at a different time. Uh, but my guest at this time uh, is probably one of the most uh, endearing wrestlers in Scottish wrestling. I may not have any wins in the win column, but he's taken many hearts on his, on his journey so far. Uh, I'm rejoined again by Martin McAllister. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And that was a great intro. I'm really, really chuffed about that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing quite well. Since I've been <laughs> ill this weekend, double booked my day, I'm coming out with some some nice lyrical madness. We give it 40 minutes. I may just start mm. slumping, and, and, yeah. and, but it won't be due to your, your, uh, your story because we've got lots to cover, I suppose, yep. in the next wee while. Um, so I did. I did say off off camera that my name suggestion for the tagline for this episode. So I'm just going to bring it up now because it was it made me laugh and it made you laugh. Yep, thank God. It did me laugh. So uh, I like to add taglines onto episodes, and this one was going to be uh, Martin McAllister to the Winless Soldier uh, to represent his plight uh, in yes. Scottish wrestling. Which I'm so <laughs> glad you find that funny. <laughs> Cause, cause to, I'll be honest, I had that name when when and then. Uh, I messaged you to try and get you back on the show. I thought, well, that's, that's too good. <laughs> I had it first. <laughs> I, had the, I had the idea before I had the guest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need that. Right, I need to get him on now. <laughs> for it. Um, but yeah, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It's, um, yeah, no wins yet in the win column. So last time I was on was 2021. Um, so it's, uh, it's, been, it's been two years of, no wins, but uh, we're taking on, we're staying positive. Uh, it's, it's going good. Um, yeah, it was October 2021, I've got written down. This was the release date. It probably was recorded yep. in the month before. Um, much like this one being recorded in November and going out in December. Yep. Um, episode 102 it was, and now we're on 230-something. What know. milestone? It's good. I, know, I don't know how people have felt with me for this long. Uh, <laughs> Uh, people, but st- people still want to come back, like yourself, want to come back on the show for technically your third appearance, or fourth appearance, technically. One full episode, you were part of the, the CPW uh, road yes. trip episode, and then I put out the, the our 59 seconds uh, on its is. own as an on-location piece, and then now we're back here for the proper second episode. Uh, so the other two are like... Uh, I know Avengers, uh, the assembled episodes, you know, have a Disney Plus. <laughs> now we're into the, the proper stuff. Um, so, yeah, like you say, no wins in that time, but we'll have plenty to, to get through because we've got loads of questions on Twitter. Um, a little bit about your, your journey since then. So since October 21, you've you've appeared just about everywhere in, in the, certainly the central belt for Community Pro, Iron Girders. Uh, you were already... You made an appearance, I think, at ICW at that point as well. Yep. Um, so it's still been quite a journey, and you've been able to face a lot of people, though. So uh, how have you found, no wins, but how have you found the last two years as a, a competitor and being able to grow? Yeah, it's, it's been really amazing. I think I actually think from, um, 
in October, we I hadn't had a chance to actually wrestle in front of a crowd yet. I believe it was still during oh, was. the yeah. lockdown tapings of uh, IW Fight Club. So since then, I you know I actually got to I kind of joked people wanted to ask about my debut now because I kind of said I had two debuts. I also got to debut like a second time, and also it was an ICW Fight Club against uh, Shaman A, and that was my first match in front of a crowd. Um, and since then, yeah, I've wrestled for all sorts of companies all all over Scotland. I've wrestled, managed to wrestle a show in England as well. Um, so it's just been a, it's been fantastic. It's been a really incredible journey. Um. And yeah, um, it's been it's been fantastic. It's hard it's hard to sum it up uh, when you when you think back on two years like that. But it's it's it doesn't feel that long. It feels like it's but at the same time it feels perfectly right. It feels like it's just part of my life now, which is fantastic. I mean, we'll we'll pick and do some bits from that last mm-hmm. two years. So I'm not just going to ask you go right. It's been two years. Sweet, right? Next thing. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned that then uh, a second debut. Of course, you made your debut for for the Fight Club for nobody, as you said, as we discussed previously as well. Um, but that second debut, the one in front of the crowd, then how, how different for you was it? Were you able to, or or because you're a guy that suppose because you haven't got the the wins, you really are a, a fan favorite, and they want to will you on, and that's an important part of of Martin McAllister is that crowd support and and uh, yep. and and that. Did you find it was a, a whole new learning curve now having to get the crowd there and with you as well as doing the matches at the same time? A hundred percent. And it's, it's something I think is quite interesting because so obviously if when wrestled for ICW in front of the crowd, it was like brand new. I'd never done anything like it before. Um, but that experience, I think, has been really useful because as you've, as I've wrestled for other companies, the crowd's different every time, you know. Um, a CPW crowd is very different from an crowd, very different from I was recently for Grassroots as well, and that was a different crowd again. Um, so that side of it's really interesting, like new crowds every time. Um, so I think that's actually really helped because I'm, I'm now used to wrestling um, in front of different different types of people, which is really cool. I know, especially see the crowds uh, that, that the likes of Community Pro have in comparison. Mm-hmm. Like you say, it is a different crowd, but uh, the Community Pro crowds are really rabid, uh, yeah, terrifying probably. crowd. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas uh, grassroots might be a little bit more laid back and and being warmed up a little bit for for what for whatever reason. Um, so community pro seems to be kind of where you've you've landed though a little bit iron girders as well. Iron girders and community pro seems to be where you've landed um, yep. as as far as, as as your as your home home promotions. Um, so so since the show's kind of opened up a bit more, have you found a chance to to try and explore? other places or schools did you take full advantage of it once once the crowds well once you're able to travel a bit more uh not just be confined to to your own kind of four walls around about that time yeah no it's a really taken advantage so obviously um was it gpwa um first and then on to iron gutters um, which is you know a fantastic place um yes the um, the shows at CBW have been fantastic. I've not had a chance to train there, um, but it's it's a you know it's a good school. There's I've managed to do I think a seminar at FPWA or Power as it's known now. Um, so I've really tried to get out there and a bit more. It, it's something I really want to do next year is try attend all these different seminars. Like a lot of people probably guess on the show been to like the OTT ones that look absolutely incredible. It's like 150 people at it. They look amazing. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of the 
impact. Got check as well um, a few weeks back, so it's been amazing just to get the chance to trade with so many different people. Um, yeah, so many different fountains of knowledge uh, across different seminars, different locations. It's been really incredible. And even just uh, mixing up with different wrestlers from all over Scotland, so it's been fantastic. It's one of those things, I mean, especially I was hearing about the gut check thing. I've asked a few guests that have got either episodes just come out or mm-hmm. are coming out that were on it, and it, it sounded like it was really just a, a who's who of Scottish wrestling uh, yep. that uh, that was there. And you kind of, not only you get to do the gut check part, which it's incredible and I'll ask you about that but uh, you also got to kind of network with everyone uh, in Scottish wrestling because I suppose you're all there with the kind of same goal uh, at the same time so I uh, was there anyone that, that you particularly tried to try to get a word with that, whereas well, for whatever reason whether it's a future opponent or or gravitated towards through things like social media or, or that um, maybe not so much oh, the Scottish one I just tried to make you know, talk to as many people as possible from Scottish people, but um, I did want to have a chat with Gail Kim because like, she's incredible, and so she was like the person I sought out <laughs> once, like the gut check had finished, and we had a chance to chat. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. Do I need to go chat to her? Because that that was like such a great. You know, I've been watching her for years, and mm-hmm. that was like such a great experience. Because you know, you kind of as as a wrestler, you're taught to not be too much of a fanboy, but deep down, we're all still fanboys. So it was a great moment just to kind of get a chance to meet her and chat to. Her. That, that's that's the weirdest thing. I think nowadays, I don't know if it's because like the older kind of elder statesmen are starting to kind of fade out uh, or, or go on to bigger and better things maybe. Uh, but it, there is a bit more of a transparency with wrestling nowadays where people are allowed to be, where wrestlers are allowed to be fans uh, at yep. the same time. I think, I, I can't remember who it was uh, who said, but it was, it, was, it was pretty much saying that wrestlers are the biggest, I don't like using the word, but wrestlers are the biggest marks because they actually went, you know what? I'm going to be a wrestler. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to be a fan somehow if you're going to actually go and do it yourself. Um, yep. And seeing, I mean, someone like a, a, a Gail Kim, I mean, you and I as well, we've, we've watched wrestling long enough to know her impact on, pardon the pun, on wrestling uh, is is quite substantial. So, to get a room with her, or Scott Demore as well, yep. someone who, who watched TNA back in wrestling channel days, knowing seeing Scott, Scott Demore <laughs> getting a, Getting, getting a called a Canadian bacon by Mike today. It's 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 quite amazing to think about all you guys being able to get in a room and, and see that and Joe Henry, of course, which you know you know Joe Henry's about, and he certainly has a a, a big big influence on not just Scottish wrestling but UK wrestling in itself. Um, but yeah, how did you, how did you, we talked about meeting Gil Kim? But how did you find the whole experience? Was it a, a very big learning curve again for? actual how it was set up or how did you find it in, in general yeah i think it was a big learning curve because um there were some people there that had been there for you know been in scottish wrestling for years and years and some people are quite new so i think i was on the newer side um you know we're kind of talking about two years but it's not a long time in wrestling at all um and i think for some people you know if they've got 10 15 years of experience but i went in um really in the best shape of my life i think I went in. I was really chuffed with everything. I was really happy with how I did. Um, big learning experience, just in terms of conquering those nerves all over again. It's a totally different type of nerves um, from wrestling in front of fans. I used to get super nervous wrestling in front of fans. I still do, but it's a different type of nerves now. Like it's a, it's an excitement. Um, it's like an uh, 
yeah, it's like it's like a big big day. It's an exciting thing. Well, that was again. I was almost right back to where I used to be. It's like oh, that was really quite scary, but um, huge huge opportunity and yeah, massive learning. I'll, I'll, I'll probably treasure that in terms of learning for the rest of my life because it, it was like trying to get back on top of my life, like trying to get back on top of my nerves. How do I present myself? Is good. I've got you know less than a few minutes in front of these people to really impress them. So how do I do that? And it makes you makes you think quite hard about like how you look and how you act and stuff so it was, it was really it was really good fun and you, t- you talked about your best shape in your life and you're again you're a bit talk about that transparency you're very transparent on on social media about uh your body progress and and how uh, it was i was actually very very strange seeing the um, put the video of your before and after i think you were wearing a bullet club t-shirt and you had the hair mm-hmm. and the beard and i was looking at it going I think if I took my glasses off and was able to grow out hair again, I actually that's what I looked like, and it was so it was so odd because I thought I saw the video, I scrolled up the video, and I thought, "Is that me? Oh, it's me! Oh, it's Martin!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was so so strange, and and uh, so knowing if if I actually bucked up my ideas and decided to get healthy, I would look like Martin McAllister. Quite a quite a uh, interesting interesting thought, <laughs> but anyway, so. <laughs> we, we talked about. I think we must have talked about your your um, body transformation last time because uh, you've because you're quite a bit bigger in that in that video, and then uh, yep. you've trimmed down and you're wearing the f- full body suit at that point or the top and top and tights. Yep. And now you've transitioned to no no top. So yep. was that just was, you talk about nerves? Was that a, a very big nervous point going out and and showing off uh, showing off more Martin McAllister than you've ever shown before? Um, yeah, how, how how was it getting to that point? Uh, yeah, it was uh, something I wanted to do for a long time. I think, like for me, this this is going to be a bit of a weird statement, but these these are things you say in wrestling. But uh, wrestlers that wear less clothes are typically better, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, prime example: Roman Reigns lost the lost the vest, best one of his life. Um, Triple H lost the tights, turned back up and like. The tidy pants, and he's the best wrestler I've ever been. So I've got that thing. I'd love to wrestle in trunks one day as well. Um, but yeah, I've always had like since I lost weight, I've had like scars on my my, my stomach and across my shoulders and stuff. And I've always been quite self conscious about that. Um, so that's kind of what held me back originally. I, I was never, um, I was never upset about how I looked in terms of shape, but I was I was quite self conscious about the scarring. And then I've got like uh, loose skin around my stomach as well, just from um the rapid gaining loss of weight that I had. So that was kind of what, what was the big oh I'm not sure. And then people would say to me, Oh that's fine, you know, it's not a big deal. You could do it any day and I'm sure I could. Um but it's that kind of thing that holds you back and especially in wrestling where it is, you know, one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred people looking at you just doing wrestling. It's it's a it's a weird moment. But we had a match with um, Brannigan and I just decided to go for it for that I was like why not It's um, we're going to do like a weird British instead of wrestling style match anyway so I want to look like a British wrestler so <laughs> there goes the top and yeah I thought uh, um, everyone was really complimentary of it you know I've got a really good um, support system that I and in terms of the other trainees and, and coaches and stuff and they were all really complimentary of it Um so yeah, it was a new thing, and um, now I'm at the opposite where I'm not I'm refusing to put a top back on. So I wrestled at the um, 
at the fort recently. They did a, a Angers was there for fireworks night. I was like, no, no, I'm keeping the top off. I don't care that it's three degrees. <laughs> I've, I've put the work in. People are going to look at me now. Exactly. <laughs> they have to see it. It's, it's one of those weird things, though. Is it's, it's one of those things you're gonna you're gonna do that, and then you're gonna get a match with like BT gun, and then you go. I might put the top back on just for this one, <laughs> you know, just for this one, you know, just to mix it up a little bit uh, yeah. as well. But is, is there, is it like a, is there a difference uh, wrestling without the shark? I mean, imagine it is does soften a little bit. I mean, it's not a very big bit of material, but it must soften some sort of uh, things like chops and, mm-hmm. and and what have you. Have you felt a difference? Maybe not felt, but definitely visually you can see the difference. So I've taken, you know, people people were less inclined to chop me when I had the top on, but as soon as I got rid of the top, everyone wants to chop me all of a sudden. <laughs> so maybe you should come back on it, so now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you see the images of people with the, the scarring across the chest with the with the, with the chops. and um, Yeah, it is. It's probably like Red Rag to a Bull, but you're just seeing the, the, just seeing the open space <laughs> yeah. of just going, right, okay. I know I'm going to hit to get a reaction here. <laughs> Let's just go for it. <laughs> so, I mean, from doing that as well, a lot of things have happened in the last uh, the two years since we've, we've had this chat, uh, in this podcast, because we're talking about things like the gut check and being able to get into a, a point where you're confident to, to wrestle uh, with less clothes on. Uh, like you're saying, less clothes somehow means better, better wrestler. And then they go one too far and not wear knee pads and wear trunks. And you think, no, that's too oh, far. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 put no. knee pads back you on. Gotta keep, you got to have wrist tape. Yep, you got to have wrist tape. You got to have knee pads. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the limit. It's like, you know, you, no, no, no. I don't. So it's, it's like going back to the 1940s or something. It's like, oh, they're all they're showing all sorts of knee. That's disgusting. No, these knee pads. Uh, um, but, but also, I know one or at least uh, a couple of matches that you'd be very proud of is wrestling at Comic-Con. Yes, and as someone who's a very big comic book guy, comic book uh, superhero guy as well, what was it like getting to wrestle at being being paid to go to a comic con, uh, to go go wrestle there and and be Martin McAllister at a, at a comic con? It was, it's probably. My highlight, I think, in all all of Reds, um, because it's something that I didn't think was ever. Even it wasn't even on the radar. It's something I could do, um, and I think is what made it so special. So we've done it twice now with uh, Acme Comic Con, but I got us. But I never knew it was a thing that could even happen. Like I knew once upon a time ICW have done a few Comic Cons and they're back doing them now as well. Um, but to do it for me to do it to do it in the SEC, which is you know such a big venue for me. Um, I've been to Comic Cons there as a as a fan. Um, and I was lucky enough this year and also last year to be able to do panels on it as well. They invited me on to do panels. Um, and just just whole experience of being part of that was just gigantic for me. Like, like I like, said, so like you said, with being a fan yourself, you know what these things are like. You know how exciting Comic-Cons are. So to get that opportunity, yeah, it's, it's something that I will... I think it is my highlight. It's, it's maybe the biggest highlight of my, my entire career is getting to do both those weekends because it's it's something so special that I never even thought I could have done. It's also you're able to to merge your two two big things. I know because uh, I was seeing through like photos and that you're able to be your Star Lord for one show and you're able to <laughs> to be uh, Ash Ketchum another one. So it's it not only you get to do 
what you want to do, which is wrestling. Uh, but you also get to to like live out that moment. And of course, you end up fighting Team Rocket at some point. I think, uh, with, <laughs> which is just a, like a mad statement to to be able to put down. Going, oh yeah, I was. What did you do this weekend? Oh, I was uh, dressed up as Ash Ketchum and I battered the uh, uh, Team Rocket. You know, even even crazier than that. Um, the voice actor for Brock and a few other characters were actually watching that. Uh, so the guy that voices Brock, he also voices Seto Kaiba and Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, but he was standing watching us do all that. So I was just like, what a what a bonkers life. <laughs> I said, were you able to grab a word with him, or, or were you were you, do you have to speak to him as a fan, or do you speak to him as like I'm a Comic Con too? <laughs> yeah, sadly, no. I was just gonna give him the, I gave him like the the nod, you know, like the oh, you're oh, like, both professionals. Yeah, yeah, it's the bit of that. <laughs> that's, that's the thing we hope hope to like, like we were mentioning earlier that we're allowed to still be fans. Well, I am because I'm not wrestling, but you're allowed to still be fans uh, and get those. Do you still? Do you try to get the pictures? Do you try to do that, or are you are you kind of in that middle middling mindset of being able to meet them, speak to them, but you don't want to be the guy that puts the pictures up with you, Gil Kim, and 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 you and all the, <laughs> do you, or do you keep them for your just say private collection, like it's creepy, but do you just keep, <laughs> keep them for yourself? <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a bit it's a mix because like yeah, there is like a, and this is not just like being a I guess this is just like I don't like asking for pictures in general in any walks of life. Um, mm-hmm. it's something. It's something I'm trying to get better at. Um, it's definitely years gone by, but I've not had any pictures of, of like you know, all my friends, all my closest friends that I pictures with some of my closest friends. Um, so I've been trying to get more, uh, more comfortable with asking just in general. Um, so in terms of wrestling, I'll try and ask. Like uh, I've got some with it's Scotty Tuhati. I got one of him, and I got pictures of some of the other people that I've done seminars with. Um, so I've tried to you know ask. Try to not ask guests at Comic Con because they are usually um, you get paid for that, so I don't want to take money out of their pocket. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I have um, I try and ask a bit more. Now. It's some, it feels weird, but like people are never going to say yes because you know they 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 know what it means to everyone. That, that's I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. Um, years I'd, I'd go through go to shows and and uh, awkwardly speak to wrestlers and and that. And nowadays I'm like, right, I really need to try. You know, yep. I need to try and get a picture, and and when the shows restarted, I, I just tried to make sure I got at least a photo with with someone at each event. Yep. And nowadays, I'm doing the podcast, so I try to, um, it's, it, and it's the hardest thing to do is trying to get oh, a couple a couple seconds with with someone. And um, like so we're, we were at Community Pro, I made sure that I was getting people that I'd actually spoke to before, like yourself and and uh, and like Ellie Armstrong and Sam Barber. I thought that's fine. At least I've got like a little bit of a end because I've spoke to them before. And uh, then it was trying to get guys like oh, I ended up getting Ryan Richards on because we again back and forth through Twitter. Yeah. We, he spoke. He spoke to me first, so I was like, "That's fine." You spoke to me, so I will. I will uh, <laughs> grab you for this. But then it was me and other people going, "Yeah, no, we haven't. We haven't interacted, so I don't feel like it's my place to just go." Hey, yeah. you. Let's t- <laughs> let's go to the the stands and and talk for a minute. That'd be weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 certainly something that I'm very I, mm. I absolutely understand. It's it's. It's weird, especially after the pandemic as well. It's that like you spent yeah. two years not speaking to anyone, kind of in face to face environment, and now everything opened up again. You're expected to kind of go back to normal, and you're like, no, I, 
two yeah, years. I, kind, I, kind, <laughs> I was kind of happy being on my own, but I feel like I, I know I need to speak to people. You know, <laughs> it's, it's that weird kind of middle ground that you try to reach where you don't overspeak, which is what I'm doing now, uh, which is overspeaking to people and then uh, and then just not getting anywhere with it. Anyway, right. I lost my, weight, my train of thought there. So let's move on. <laughs> so... Um, so with the likes of, of community protein, at least we mentioned Iron Girls community protein to be your kind of um, home grounds where um, a, there's a lot of investment in the crowd for your plight to get that that first win. Um, as the times have gone on, I think you're 0 and 57 as we record. Um, I think I did write my notes last week. So I think it's 0 and 57. <laughs> I, believe it's, I believe you're right. I think yeah. it's still 0 57. <laughs> so as, I mean, for the first couple of matches, your first 10, uh, for example, I mean, a lot of them were behind closed doors. You didn't have a crowd. But as you feel the number racking up, do you feel that there, you do have that crowd at, whether it's Iron Girls versus CPW or anywhere else, it's invested in your, your, your trying to get that number one? Do you feel that every match you go in is a little bit tenser? Do you feel like the, the moment that it gets closer, that the, the crowd are gravitated towards? How, how does it feel every time you, you're just so close, but it doesn't quite? Yeah, um, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to describe, um, because yeah, as you said, the first few behind closed doors, and you know, I was I was way up my league in ICW in terms of the people I was against, so people didn't expect me to win. Um, but you know, as as the as it's become more and more um, across different promotions, across different companies, across different uh, across different countries, uh, people have been expecting more and more that that wins. It should have should have happened by now. I think by, <laughs> by most accounts, um, you know, when I get into just the ring, it's one of my favourite uh, things is when the announcer starts to read off whatever number I'm at that day, and you can see um, people in the crowd who maybe have never seen me wrestle, or never seen any wrestling, who knows? But they look up and like, what did he just say? <laughs> Zero <laughs> ones and what? And um, yeah, that's an instant investment um, from those people. They they want to see it. I want to see it, but they want to see it as well. Um, and yeah, some of the reactions I've had um, after I've lost, like the crowds are going um, going a bit nuts because they they thought that was going to be it, or they thought I had it, or someone of you know someone cheated and that's why I didn't get to get to win. So there's, there's always been um, the crowd are so behind me um, for a lot of these. That that's kind of what like big thing keeps me going is that. That big support I've had, um, you know, it's easier to. I imagine it's a lot easier to pick yourself up after you know losing and being cheered. It would be if I lost and I was getting booed. <laughs> I know it would be the worst thing if we did get beaten. It so it's sixteen and zero, and, and there's there's booing. You go, why? Yeah, I think I'm why? done. It's one of those things where I, I don't know about you, but you kind of want to end it on a on a on a like let's say even number, like a zero or a five, though. So like. 57 that's not great but like there's always 60 <laughs> 60 60 and one that's the that's the number that's the one you want to get uh, and then and then at that point you think oh, i'd be as well i'd be as well uh i, I won't feel gutted if it, if it reaches 100 i, I, I wouldn't want it to, you kind of go ah oh. you don't want it to just be a random number do you like like uh I want I want it to be the smallest number possible. Oh, that's, that is fair. You know what? You know what? That is fair. That's that's. 
<laughs> I do get it. It would be a lot less satisfying if it was a random, you know, know. zeros and fives. Like when you turn the TV volume up, it has to be a zero or a five. <laughs> That's it. I think the most thing I was annoyed about when Brock beat Undertaker was it was twenty-one and one. I was like, ah, oh, no, it's a horrible number. Let's make it just twenty. Maybe twenty-two, maybe no, not twenty-one and one. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's a horrible number to go with. <laughs> uh, right, so we're just gonna jump into the twerk because we've got loads uh, through yep. through there. So I think it's probably best we start uh, plowing our way through those. Uh, we've got Rabu Romero, uh, which, like I said before, we hit record. He's probably got the meanest question that, that yep. uh, he's asked. Number one: Why hasn't he just won a match? Is he stupid? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing is, I read that on Twitter and it hurt, and I've, you know, I, was, I didn't know if it was going to hurt a second time, but it really did. <laughs> I guess, I guess, probably. I, I mean, <laughs> I guess, um, it's not like he'd uh, not tried. I mean, you tried to gain yeah, friends yeah. with Jan, and, and, yep. and then it didn't work. Didn't work. So it's like you ever well, tried. <laughs> I've, I've tried lots of things. Um, I guess, I guess, um, Maybe the stupid thing is I keep coming back. I think I think most people after losing fifty seven times would have gone, This isn't for me, but this is for me and I know it is, so I'm gonna keep coming back and keep trying harder. You know, I was the same when I saw that question pop up, I thought, oh, that's really mean. And like like you're saying, you thought it was mean when you read it. I felt really bad saying it as well. <laughs> 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 He's also asked, Does he think Snorlax McAllister would have lost all of his matches? Um so just to <laughs> just to put a bit of content on that, um, Snowlax McAllister is like the joking name that we use for uh, me before I lost weight. Um, just, <laughs> just because, just because we've got like that profile is like so perfectly a Snowlax. Because yeah. in that video, particularly the one you were mentioning earlier, I don't know why I had this at the time, but my hair and my beard are the same length, so it's like a perfect circle as well. <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> That's that's, oh, the, no. that's the ratio. I I that's... I have no chance of getting that now. But you know, that's no, the ratio you want. I, I hate I hate the single because <laughs> it's like shaped on the top as well. So it's a perfect set. It's that um Austin Aries like twenty ten. I think he had that as well. He had like the perfect circle, and it's just like uh, um. So yeah, I look like um. So that was that Snowlax McCall stuff. Um, do I think he would have won a match? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have had a lot more to say. Well, well, don't I look great when I just mentioned before all that, thinking, oh, I actually think that looked like me, and uh, now now we're talking about no, Snorlax no. McAllister. Uh, so, no, no, because like I said, you you have the beard and you know the, the bold uh, short hair on top, so it's like if it was if you had your hair on your beard perfectly the same and like had a bit more of a rounder head than maybe, but no, you, you don't don't worry about it. That's all right, and you're correct. Short hair, not bald. Yes, short hair. <laughs> and, uh, number three Rabu has put in is what does he think John Cena thinks of his losing streak this is a weird one so John, me and John Cena like so for those that have seen me wrestle probably realize that I use half of John Cena's moveset like he's out there um, inventing all these moves and I'm just stealing them but he he is he's stealing something from me and that he can't win a match <laughs> was it two, over 2000 days he hasn't won a, a singles match so, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say that I brought attention to mine before he brought attention to his, <laughs> his losing streak. Um, what does he think of mine? I'm sure he thinks of mine what I think of his, which is it's only a matter of time um, before the streak ends. And I think John Cena's like the greatest of all time. I don't think he thinks that about me, but well, you know, I, I haven't 
I haven't heard him say otherwise. So there you go. <laughs> until that point, which is a Simpson. Um, did has he followed you on Twitter? Has he, I don't know if he's yeah, doing that now. Yes. They followed me on Twitter, and I was so excited. And I messaged my, I messaged my brother who messaged me back, just like, you know, he follows everyone. It's like, oh. doesn't follow me. Well, I'm a fan, <laughs> fan of Scottish wrestling. He, 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 he must despise Scottish wrestling, but likes Martin McAllister. Uh, there you go. Um, speaking <laughs> of John Cena, then before I go into to Rabu's last really mean question, is uh, they put that you put that video up of you seeing John Cena at Clash of the Castle, of course, not announced. It was announced for that yep. show. And you got to see him, and uh, there was quite a, an overwhelming response that you had to to see John Cena. Um, was that the first yeah. time you got to see him live? Yeah, so I've never um, never got to see him wrestle. Um, and then when when I started getting into wrestling, like as a as a wrestler, he was someone that I constantly looked looked towards because I just think like as I, I think he's the greatest ever. But I, in terms of him as a person as well, you know, being able to do so much for Make a Wish. Um, all the various charity drives that he's done, I just think he's incredible. Um, I just think he's one of the, just like a great person to look up to as well. Um, and yeah, I hadn't got to see a chance to ever see him, and I, I kind of said I wouldn't know unless I'd gone out the way to go to WrestleMania or something where you know, and he's talking about winding down. Um, this was before this most recent run as well, so we hadn't been in WWE since WrestleMania. Um, the chances of seeing him there are so low, and yeah, I just I was just so overwhelmed. Like I I I started crying as as in the video. Uh, my brother, uh, bless him, because he 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 was um he had the phone in his hand so fast <laughs> because there was like maybe five seconds of John Cena's theme that he'd missed, and then he's straight on camera in my face um with um. And at first, I thought it was like Grayson Waller doing doing a joke or something. I assumed it was like Austin Theory doing a joke, and then when I realised it was him, it was just like I'm getting excited and I'm kind of emotional just talking about it. But I just it was such a great, great moment for me. Um, and yeah, I just assumed that I was going to get to see him. So it was it was the best. It, it, it was there'll probably never be another moment in live wrestling that I watch as a fan that will top that just because it was. It was so special. It was so unexpected. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was something else. It would never be topped, I don't think. I'm glad that Cena's getting his, his what's the phrase now, flowers? He's getting his flowers while he's hmm. still kind of semi-active. Because yeah. there was a long time where, of course, the the uh, people on the internet uh, didn't enjoy John Cena and they booed him and all that stuff, even though he was... He did all the kind of make a wish stuff and and all that, yep. and uh, he had this. He has had. He's, he's still alive. He has this kind of uh, <laughs> energy because I've seen him wrestle a couple times when he did the, like Aberdeen shows yep. and and did used to do house shows, and um, there is something just larger than life about him. Uh, it's and that was way back in what two thousand six, like two thousand eight, mm-hmm. maybe. So that was a long time ago now, um, and even then, he's like you know you're in the presence of someone who's very special as a wrestler. Yep. And uh, yeah, nowadays you're actually getting to that moment. Of course, one non-half-wrestling kind of related is probably something that's going to live on in your, your memory, your yep. core memories for life uh, <laughs> as well, which which makes it even even better. Um, last question that uh, Rabu's got here is, you kind of answered it already, but uh, how do you stay positive every second of every day? And then you put in crap in in 
topics. Brackets, the creep. How <laughs> um, do I stay positive? Um, I don't think I'm positive every second of every day because I do have to sleep, but like when I'm awake, <laughs> um, I just find... I find things easier when when I'm positive. I guess it's um, I don't know. I'm, I'm wrestling's what I love, and it's cool to be able to do something that I love, um, so much. And and yeah, I guess I've just got a good mindset um, because I think otherwise I wouldn't be doing because <laughs> I wouldn't be losing so much. Um, but yeah, no, I just love I love wrestling. Um, I'm lucky to have. You know, really supportive wife and you know fantastic friends around me as well. Um, he might not seem it because of all those mean messages, but um, I do I do love Rav a lot, and he's he's another person that helps motivate me. And just everyone around me, you know, it's pushing so hard. It's really cool to see, and that that helps keep me motivated and helps keep me positive. That's it. Uh, it's, it's and uh, well, the next next set of questions from Mike Divine, which is real enough. But uh, <laughs> but I again, we're, we're I think we're. We're both sides of a, a, a very strange coin in that respect because I'm I'm the exact same. It's like, what's the point of worrying? If it is something we can fix right the second, no, yep. can it be fixed in the future? Yeah, all right, then. cool. Don't need to worry about it right now. I can worry about it when I can fix it. Cool, we'll just move on. Uh, you know, and uh, I think think that's. I think honestly, I think there's there's been a moment where you know Snorlax McAllister uh, had 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 split off, and I've I've went one way, mm. just gotten bolder and far. <laughs> And then you've got ripped, <laughs> but at some point it's just like it's, it's split off and and, became, and 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 got that kind of same mindset as well. But um, no, it's it's. I don't think people understand it, and I think I'm probably one of the fewer people that will that you can t- say that to and go, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes absolute sense. Is is uh, there's, there's no point in worrying about something you can't do anything about. Yeah. You know, I think one of my one of my best friends that you you've kind of worked with them in the past, uh, chat tsunami. Podcast, um, just because this doesn't mean you mentioned about your own mindset. He he has to have also have a similar mindset from what you do from the from like a podcast point of view. I think it's really cool. It's like you guys have to record something, put it out into the void, and then still be like, "Yeah, this was great. I'm going to release it in two months' time <laughs> or a month's <laughs> time, and it's going to be amazing." And you still got to keep that hype. I think that's like the same mindset. It's like you've got to grind sometimes, but you know the end result's always worth it. Yeah, and then you go look at the the views on youtube and you've got seven you go oh, you know i mean seven people nice. watched it let's just yeah let's seven, seven next people one listen to you talk in the room then they, they would love you'd love that so let's keep going exactly that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it uh mike divine then uh favorite scran to take on wrestling days um i am a bit obsessive with my food i i, I do like um I, I track everything i eat at the moment so I usually rock up to every wrestling venue with like multiple Tupperwares. Um, <laughs> so um, it's usually some variation of like um, protein and rice. But yeah, it's usually across like three or four Tupperwares. I'm, I'm a messy person as well on wrestling days, I'm not going to lie, because I've got like one bag full of food, I've got one bag with gear, I've got one bag with uh, my shoes, I've got one bag with charges and stuff. It's just like, I'm a nightmare. So <laughs> that's... um. Yeah, that's, that's, that, how you, you know. that's how you've gotten ripped. You're you're carrying all the all these bags. <laughs> it might be. Um, apart from that, my other favorite thing to have is um, is these protein bars called Misfits. Um, it's a like caramel or something. I actually just got a box of them delivered. Um, and I think they're 
like unironically like an S tier chocolate bar, like regardless of the fact they're protein bar, they're absolutely amazing. Um, so it also helps with a protein bar. So they're probably the two things you'll see me eating on a show day. Fair enough. Um, Mike Devine with the favorite John Cena shirt. Um, so I, I really like the sort of big, big, the sort of famous big green never give up one. That's like a great one. But I also own the one that he brought out recently, the GI Joe one that he he wore when he come back in Money in the Bank, and I've I was so excited about that whole experience. We've already spoken about it, but um, we were so excited about the whole experience. I actually bought two of those t-shirts, and and I've put one in like a a vacuum packed bag. So I've got a few t-shirts in like an archive. Um, so that's my first John Cena shirt that's gone into the archive because it was like such a special um, occasion. But okay, I, I bought two. This is the first time I've ever done that. Um, so I bought two, one for one for the archive and one just for um, putting on hitting shoulder tackles on people, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm, my my answer has never changed on my favorite John Cena shirt. We may have spoke about it last time, but it was the uh, it's the five questions with the champ one, the the go brawler yourself. Yeah, and great. I had it, and I gave it away when I was moving oh. out, and I, I just a bag of t-shirts I gave away. Um, and I'm I regret that decision every day because I had uh, had the Santino ones as well, the Italian flag and the and the yeah. Ferrari one as well. I had oh. I had a bunch of cool ass t-shirts, and I there's no part of me. Once maybe once a month, I do like go. Should I just contact the person I bought them from? <laughs> do you still have them? Are you getting rid of them? I want them back because uh, <laughs> God, there's so many cool t-shirts. Uh, anyway, Mike Devine, favorite casino brutal defeat. Yeah, I've lost the casino brutal across like multiple years and <laughs> multiple shows and <laughs> with multiple tag partners. Um, favorite defeat. Um, I but they were one of the, the people I wrestled at the first time I went to the Comic Con. Um, so I think it actually might have been the first match we did. Um, so the first match I did that at the Comic Con, and it was me and Levi against him. And Levi is someone I really look up to, and you know, it was he's always been um someone that's always been really useful, uh, really helpful to me, but always really great giving feedback. Just. He's just a fantastic guy all around, um, good friend. Um, and so it was really cool to get a chance to team up with him. Um, kind of like a, a bit of a moment for me being like, oh yeah, I've definitely made it. I'm teaming up with Levi, he's so good. Um, still lost, but <laughs> uh, that was probably my favourite defeat. Yeah, at the SEC, uh, teaming with someone that, you know, is really special to me and uh, taking on a team that are pretty amazing themselves, even though they're a bit mean sometimes, but uh, yeah, no, that was that's probably my favorite casino battle defeat. Um, we've got one more question from Mikey, and I've got a couple of other things, and we'll go back to the questions. Um, why does why do you have an obsession with clotheslining him over the top rope? <laughs> I've clotheslined uh, Mikey Devine over the top rope multiple, multiple times. I don't know, he just keeps walking over to that top rope. <laughs> if he wasn't there, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Um, so back 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 onto your kind of journey. Like I said, I, w- I would love to be able to talk about big wins and everything like that, but we can't at this moment in time. But it's fine. We'll we'll we'll, we'll move on. Uh, one match I kind of want to pick up just because of the stature of opponent. Um, so you wrestled quite a lot of the folk that are, are in girders uh, and they've wrestled in ICW and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but one I wanted to pick up was uh, one match I had in back in August against Luke King Sharp. Um, 
of course he does he does a bit of training uh yeah. coaching at iron girders as well um so he's, he's quite he, and he's, he's got quite a big big network of of people that he knows and all that kind of stuff was is there any match like that where you go and you, you try to push yourself a little bit harder because of the opportunities you may get following it or do you try to approach every match kind of with the same kind of attitude that's a good question um in terms of the looking chat one specifically like yeah you do always want to try you know try your best to impress people that are out there um but one thing i've found really fun in terms of approach is i try to approach each match depending on who i'm wrestling so with with lou king sharp um we fought a lot more on the, the outside of the ring i'd never really done that before we it was a really you know punchy kicky match well beforehand my other matches aren't so punchy kicky um i've wrestled i mentioned brannigan before we wrestled like a much more british wrestling style match um so i like to try like bring something different to my matches with people that are famous for different things and um, so they obviously looking sharp you know so blood tourist thing he is a maniac so i wanted to try match his maniac energy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but yeah no you totally you you do it was always in the back of your mind, and especially um, with Iron Girders and get people like CPW that get these big export names in, as well, sorry, import names in. Um, you know, like um, like an Eric Young, like Santino, like um, Scott Hotty, and Scott I can't believe I blanked on his name. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, when you're on the show with people like that, you you do. Everyone suddenly, uh, you find a little extra percent in the tank you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, so yeah, with with Lou, it was the same. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go toe to toe with someone that's um so big in terms of like his network, but also like he's he's such a specific wrestler that it was it was really cool to try and meet him on his level. Um, didn't quite manage it, but. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you told it is. It's a cool thing to try approach those matches differently. Um, I I, I know why he hesitated on Scotty there because because he's the Scott Garland and Scotty Hotty, and then you have to decide which one he goes yeah, for. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um, when you find out, Scotty Scotty was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, even when I did the interview with him, I I, I put Scott Garland because that's what he's going as. But even I, I still put AKA yeah. Scotty Hotty underneath it because I thought everyone else, everyone knows him, Scotty Hotty. Yeah. Just flexing there about uh, having Scotty on the show. That one time you interviewed him, yeah. Oh, I've had that one time. You know, I never mentioned oh. it. I never mentioned it usually. <laughs> I mean, I was I was running out of, of speaking to one of the Highlanders. People didn't find that as, that as impressive. Mm. But, uh, you know, I had Joe Hendry on it. Mm. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> uh, because cause you are such a fan, though, I mean, you see, like, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to tell me out loud, but uh, when you see Scotty who is announced, for a show for Iron Girders, for example, and you're on the show, and you, you said you, you have that extra one percent. Is there a moment before the show at home, maybe in the garden, where you try to do the worm just in case you ask? <laughs> that, that was um, that day that he was turning up to that Iron Girders show. Um, everyone, I think everyone had a wee shot of trying the worm in the ring just just in the off chance, you know. Oh, we're not involved in his match, but. You never know. <laughs> I could be at ringside. He could ask. He could need someone from the back. He needs to do the worm. Um, I think everyone tried it, and uh, I wasn't very good at it. Um, oh. <laughs> somewhat unsurprisingly. You know, do the, the old shoveling Grandmaster sexy move instead. That's, that's, yeah. that's, just fall back on it. 
Uh, everyone's done it. Anyone who's listening to this and says they haven't, they're a liar. Uh, <laughs> uh, so another match that I kind of want to pick up on is, is even though you haven't got the wins, which we've we've well established at this point, um, you still that still hasn't stopped you getting title opportunities. So you've been in uh, King of the Flings, which again, totally different kind of animal of a match where it's it's a very condensed battle royal uh and more recently you had you were inserted into a triple threat title match for the iron girders wrestling championship uh which and and it wasn't even like it's weird because because of that that heart and soul thing you've got going on where people just want to see you do well as you didn't seem out of place in that match uh even though you, you haven't had Got any wins in the wing column? Um, but so how was how was getting into the ring? Was, was Eddie Castle was champion at the time, yep. and uh, I can't remember who else was there. Yeah, it's Eddie Castle know. and Kez Evans. Um, oh, so that's a pretty that's a pretty yes. match in itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty pretty hefty lead up. Um, it was it was fantastic. It was it was such a great opportunity. Um, had a you know great fun. Um, it's difficult because I've also you mentioned. You know, it felt like a sorted, which I feel like I did, and I, f- I feel like I proved myself on that level. But I'd never really wrestled in multi man matches outside of the King of the Fling as well. Is quite specifically a condensed battle royal that there's four of us, um, and yeah, triple threat matches that Zero Animal as well. So both of them were really exciting. Obviously, they're for the belts, which is exciting, but to get a chance to mix up with so many different wrestlers, people that are that are on that level higher than me because that's really the only way I can improve is to wrestle people who are having, you know, these incredible runs or are, you know, at the best the best run of the life now. Um and so yeah, that was both of those matches really similar in that I was very lucky to get into them. And yeah, it's not easy to qualify to for a belt when you've never won a match, but <laughs> both times I've been lucky. And yeah, both times I think I've I've pushed myself real hard and it's been fantastic to try new things and to wrestle people that are on these runs. Um and especially, for the especially Kez. Uh, Kez what yeah. was three years in a row in the PWI five hundred, which for someone in yep. Scotland is humongous. That's a that's a very big accolade to have. And yeah. whatever you think about the PWI 500, there's still only 500 names on it. Yeah, 100. percent And you know he's he's incredible. Um, so I get the chance to wrestle him is you know a big tick uh, for me. And I was very fortunate in that that triple threat match was on the uh, first ever Pride show in Scotland. Um, so that was a really historic show um, on its in itself. So to get a chance to wrestle on that at all. Um, was huge for me, um, but to get it in that match was just you know something truly, truly special. Um, before we jump back into the questions, there's probably one other kind of wrestling match question, and we'll, we'll jump into Westies and, and questions from Chat Tsunami, as you mentioned. Um, you mentioned your second debut was against Shea Money, and then you had the match with them again at uh, IG uh, Angers Pro Wrestling 13, their Halloween show. Um, yes. So that's a good like a, a year and a half, two years gap um, between facing each other uh, in, in a one-on-one match. We probably had matches in between, but we'll, we'll use these two as the bookmarks. Yeah. Um, how did you feel yourself has improved as a wrestler since that first re-debut to that match back in October for the, the Halloween show? It's funny, it's funny you should ask that because 
um, I actually uh, said to Shane it was like a a circular um, moment. Like it, it was that I hadn't actually wrestled him at all in between those times. Um, so I wrestled Shay for the first time. Like I said, but that was my first debut, and then that match all the way back in October there. So it was it was a wee bit um, a wee bit emotional in a way because it was like this is. The culmination of the last two years of hard work, um, you know, it's, everything's kind of went full circle, and it was. I feel like as a, as a wrestler, I've improved massively. But Shay uh, was also just coming off an injury, I think, at the time as well, and it was one of Shay's first matches back, um, and so he's gone from strength to strength to strength. You know, I don't need to don't need to blow uh, Shay's from, but considering. You know the belts and the accolades that Shane's won. So, um, yeah, Shane's done amazing, and so to get a chance to to wrestle wrestle him and step up to it like that was brilliant. And yeah, I just I was really happy with how we got on in that match. Um, I feel like I'm a totally new person because compared to what I was then, I'm so much more confident. Um, I used to get super super nervous before every match to the stage where I was like, I would be up the night before and. You know, I was really nervous, and then this one, I still get nervous. But like, it's a good, like I think I mentioned, so it's a good nerves. It's like a, an exciting nerves. You know, it's like something I can actually tap into, as opposed to before. But it's like, oh, what am I doing? I don't have like wrestling anymore. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Um, and yes, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Like in the sense of yeah, getting get, I was getting that book bookmark between them to them, um. Love to wrestle him again, and yeah, I want to. I keep. I'm going to use him though as like a stake in the ground of how much I improve each time I wrestle <laughs> because that match at Iron Girders um, was miles ahead of the match we had um, in ICW. Even though I think that one ICW is good, this one was so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so back back to the questions here. Um, we've got. Well, I'll go for Wes's one first. Uh, your hero and inspiration is John Cena. If you had the chance to, to come... Hang on. No, there's some, there's some words, but it's fine. It's probably me reading it. Uh, if, if you had a chance and uh, you could tag together, which tag team, either in the USA or the UK, would you most like to face and why? So I'd quite like to wrestle Kings of the North um, again. So I wrestled them in ICW. Um but I think with John Cena on my side, it would be a totally different match. <laughs> and I think they're uh, they're two of the best um, things in North. Really great tag team. Um, um, they're definitely up there. In terms of like WWE, some variation of Judgment Day, I think would be um, the best one out of them as well. So that's probably my two answers. Actually, I'll go. I'm just gonna try. I'm gonna nail that down with two. Otherwise, I think I could probably name every tag team, but I'm gonna go nail it down with those. Two. So, what a judgment day in uh, Kings of North. Fair enough. I'm, I'm just imagining uh, in the shenanigans Cena Brutal get up to if they end up being with John Cena. And <laughs> I'm sure there'll I mean, be some that's... sort of visibility joke uh, in there, and and uh, <laughs> have you? It'd be a good time. It would be a good time. <laughs> um, so we've got Chatsunami. Uh, before we get into this kind of questions, you're Chastanami podcaster does quite a lot of uh, pop culture stuff, delves into some wrestling. Now, listen to his episode, I think it was for yourself actually, it was uh, yes. about the, the Comic Con. Um, and they're, they're, they're just a, a good group of folk. Um, 
does that kind of inspire you to do things like the Girders Built CDs you do on on uh, I think TikTok, isn't it, or Instagram? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's um, he's he's like an inspiration to me because he's you know he's he's like one of the hardest working people I know, and yet him trying out these things. He, he I'm very fortunate that he can go away and he tries different ways of advertising and. Um, you know, making his podcast get get his podcast out there, and I just copy what he does. It works. So, <laughs> so um, the good is built series was kind of um, something I want to do way more of, um, and I hope to get a bit of time to do it. I've just been um, as as wrestling always is, and I'm sure you know it, it becomes exceptionally busy, exceptionally fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was partly inspired by his uh, by his various content, and then once once I filmed the first one, I I was like, messy, like. The audio doesn't sound right. I, I'm not happy with this. Um, Instagram's really struggling to make subtitles, but he's like, oh, what microphones did you use? I was like, microphones? I just recorded it from my phone. And he's like, no, no, you can use this microphone. Does use this. And then Instagram picks it up better because you've used a microphone. It can translate. Oh, so I'm really lucky to, to have someone like him to bounce off of. Um, yeah, we've been friends for a long, 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 long time. Uh, probably longer than people should be friends for, but um, he's still putting up with me. So, yeah, no, fair shout out to him. Oh, I find that amazing. If anyone asks me what kind of microphone I use, it's like, I got this one for Christmas last year. <laughs> I have no idea because I threw it in the box. This is this is it. <laughs> Before that, I used Beats. I used this. This is what I use as my microphone. Yep. So I have. I am yep. not the person to ask at all for podcast advice. And people <laughs> still seem to, uh, to ask, oh, what do you do this? Oh, I've just mm-hmm. used Zoom for three years. And I haven't really questioned <laughs> it at this point. Uh, I just hope it works. It's, I mean, even now, people listen to this and I'm very aware that there was a bit that bit that paused because my internet was unstable. I'm not gonna edit that out because you know. <laughs> Let's find out. Try it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. I've done I've done this for three years now. I I don't need <laughs> if I haven't had to really edit yet. I'm really gonna keep that streak going. Uh right. Anyway, chat tsunami. Uh, he's got a few questions. Um we'll that's nice. I want to end on, so we'll go for the other two first. Uh who would your who would you dream match? Good at advertising, bad at writing sentences. There you go. Uh, who would you dream match be against? Hard mode, other than John Cena. Oh, I just meant to say John Cena. <laughs> Juan Cena. Um, once, yep. Juan Cena. No, I think my, if I, I'm not allowed to pick John Cena. Um, probably Wolfgang. Um, right. You know, he was someone that was massive in terms of me um, getting you know trained to be a wrestler um and then obviously when nxt uk started up he was drafted to that and kind of the opportunity to wrestle him went away for me basically because i'm not on this you know i'm not with wwe um, he came back to do i think some some dates between nxt uk and uh gals turning up at nxt but you know again that's not not, not, not for me. I didn't get a chance to wrestle him then. So I think he's one that I was like, he's always going to be ten steps above me. And I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to wrestle him, but I'd love to. He's definitely up there. Um, so yeah, I think he's my second dream match. If I don't get, if I don't get to pick John Cena, uh, I'll pick Wolfgang. Um, I mean, team with John Cena, face Gallus, tick all the boxes. Oh, all go. there we go. <laughs> there we go. Tick. Um. <laughs> He also asked, if you were in a Christmas movie, what would the title be? Santa with muscles excluded, of course. Um, Santa with more muscles. Put, put Hogan <laughs> on blast. <laughs> the sequel we, we never asked for, but we're getting. 
<laughs> like jingle <laughs> all the way to <laughs> Santa with more muscles. There you go. Uh, and the last question we've got, uh, which which is a really really nice one to kind of start tiptoeing towards the end of our episode here is uh what is your advice for expiring wrestlers aspiring i said expiring they're not dying uh, what is your advice for aspiring wrestlers um kind of the same advice i give anyone and anything which i think is to be more kind to yourself and i guess does but to yourself i think any kind of creative people whether that's wrestling or you know, we mentioned podcasts and people in the fitness world. I think everyone wants to, you know, they judge themselves by really high standards, whether that's because they see it on social media or whatever. But I kind of just want you to remember that you're doing really good. Like you, you know, you if you've picked to do something, you're doing it. Then, you know, as long as you stick at it, you're doing a hundred times more than anyone else is doing on that one thing. Um, you know, especially in wrestling where body image and fitness is such a big deal. The amount of people out here in wrestling, they'll say, oh, I'm not fit enough or, you know, I wish I was fitter or I wish I had this. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, you can always wish to be fitter, but, you know, don't put yourself down because not everyone can do the things that you do. Not everyone can be, um, not everyone will train as much as you do. Not everyone, will, you know, put the work in like you do. So, be kinder to yourself. Um, and again, that's for wrestling. That's for just any hobby you've got, any profession you're in. Because people are going to be mean. You know, that's that's the that's the fate of the world. So don't be mean to yourself. Like, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for what you're doing because things are tough. You know, and, uh, whether that's training, whether that's um, learning a new skill, whether that's trying to get big on social media, whatever it is, it's it's tough. Um, so be kind. Nice, that's a nice message to to round off our episode here. But no, it's it's, it's been an absolute blast to get a, a proper catch up with you. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought we spoke for ages in the in our our brief chat in in uh, Peter Head, and I checked. It, I was like, how was that only fifty whatever seconds? I was like, I felt like <laughs> we're just we're just having a right good good natter for ages, and oh oh well. We still got the bucket hat. Is the bucket hat still? Yes. Uh, it's actually not mine. I've got a last second. There you go. That's a breaking story. Dead thing on. It's actually uh, Ailey Armstrong's bucket hat, and I just stole it um, because I uh, she brought it to one of the shows. It's like no, this is my hat. <laughs> a nice message. We're ending it on, and we're just going to end it with a second message of bucket hat. Yep. Cool. Yeah, steal someone else's hat if you get the chance. <laughs> Be, kind Be kind to yourself steal and hats. steal hats. <laughs> there you go. That's the t-shirt. Be kind, steal hats. Don't see that take off. Uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure to to get to get catch up with you, and uh, hopefully next time it it won't be zero and fifty seven. Hopefully it'll there'll be a one, at least a one, at least uh, a one, a one side there. Uh, maybe maybe more, but we'll we'll just aim for a one, and then the yeah. rest will follow. I'm sure. Okay, um, I like that. Where can people find out more about Mark McAllister on social media? Where can they watch the Girders Built series? Where where if people wanted to stalk you interactively? Where can people find you? Um, the main place for me is usually on Instagram uh, at Martin McAllister. Um, the spelling of McAllister is always up for debate, so hopefully SW had spelled it right. It'll be right here, and the you know it'll be somewhere on the screen. <laughs> There's a panic there. Hang on, <laughs> it'll be it'll be, in the, it'll be in the title card. It'll be in the it'll title be somewhere. Card. It'll be somewhere. You find it. Um, 
<laughs> Hopefully that's been spelt right because that's a contentious point. Um, I know I always spell it right because because I'm so picky about it. So if people will, will message me, <laughs> if people message me with the match results and they spell McAllister wrong, I, I was like, nope, no, I no. Love to hear that. Thank I you. I go out my way to spell it right. Oh, I promise you. someone's going to check my results soon uh, from last year. <laughs> oh, I spelled it well, wrong, actually but... on the the twelfth of December, twenty twenty two. I don't even know show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Instagram's the main place to find me, but you can find me over on Twitter. I think it's uh, Martin Mac M. Um, I'm also on TikTok, um, which I don't upload on enough. So Instagram is the main place to find me. And also you can find me on Facebook, um, just search Martin McAllister. But yeah, um, the main protocol, come to Instagram, see what I'm up to, get get involved. Um, I try to be... Buy your stuff. Yeah, I've got um hopefully got merchandise either coming out or already out. Um message me if you want some. Get it for your friends for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this plug. I've never had to do this before. It's a weird experience. This is the first time I'm doing it, so thank you for plugging it. But McAllister <laughs> versus the streak t shirts, which yes. hopefully will be out of date soon. And uh hopefully. they'll be replaced by Be Kind Steel Hats. And uh yes. there there it is. But perfect. Once, oh, we haven't even spoken about your hair, uh, about the 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 wonderful blonde uh, hair. Yep. But we'll we'll leave that hopefully for part three, when I can oh. think of another really mean line for a show. <laughs> I'll think of something. Don't you worry. Uh, but no, oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. This is great. Thank, thank you very much for for joining me again. Thank you.